Welcome to Manifest Simplicity, where we discuss intentional living, minimalism, and searching for meaning in a world obsessed with more. I'm Mick. I'm Craig. And together we run a website called ManifestSimplicity.com. We post essays, short thoughts, recommendations, and our rules for living a more meaningful life. How many times have I said that in my life? Oh, more than 20. More than This is episode 21, and you've said it. At least. Do you remember the episode we record where you were like... <laughs> and you just kept saying it wrong. You were like, I'm Craig. Yeah, I couldn't. Oh, yeah, I, t- I introduced myself as Craig. That yeah. was good. Um, I also. There was the one where I had the wrong episode show notes up. and uh... That was good. I've also done it where um, I forgot what our website was. Oh, yeah, you did, yeah. I forgot how to pronounce the word simplicity. Yeah, you did. You said that wrong one. It's the name of the blog. Sh- I should remember it in general. Mm. I'm fairly um, sure you also started with Ola once. Hola! <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that. No, you didn't. Um, shall we clink? We're clink. We're having a. We're having a. A cheap- sunny evening beer. We're having a sunny evening beer. Now, when you got here, I said we should have recorded outside, but I just don't think it's possible. It's definitely not too many um, noises. Too many shamey shame noises outside. So what um, we have done is we have shifted from where we would normally normally rec- this. This must be like Studio C. Oh, where Studio B? Oh my. Because Studio A was is in the bedroom. Oh, the bedroom. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's a room with a bed in it. It's not very much like any. If you there's if, no frame though. No, there's, there's no, no bed frame. There's no there's no wardrobes and there's no bed. Frame. There's no drawers and there's no cupboards. Oh, but no there's carpet and no, a window. No bedside tables. But there is a rock that lights up orange. No, it's not. Oh, did you get rid of it? Yeah, it's gone. Downsized it. Yeah, it's gone. that off. It's out of it. Um, but yeah, the, the studio A is next door, so this is like, and then studio B is your house, and then so then studio C is in here, we're in the living room. Welcome to the living room, everyone. This is a good, this is a good one though, because we're using the sofa now, not wooden chairs. Yeah, so you may have seen on our gram a few weeks ago, we had some like, I mean, well, there'll probably be some more soon, um, but some like videos from the sofa where we chat absolute nonsense in order to promote the new podcast episodes and essays I mostly and do mostly stupid shit. You, mo- I mostly tell everyone what's about to come up and then you do dabs in the background. Oosh, dab. Oosh, everyone dab. Um, no, because, as Stormzy says, my people don't dab, we just bossy bop. Oh, yes. Edgar showed me about this at work. Then he did the action and I still didn't want to... I still, I still didn't want a Vossi Bop. Nope. Um, Dabbing's so, still better. Dabbing's way better. I don't know what a Vossi Bop is, to be honest. It's like, from when Edgar did it, I've blocked it out of my mind, so I can't quite remember it. Right. But it's not Google dab it. worthy. I mean, you're you're on your phone, or you're on your computer, or you're, or you're listening to it on iTunes desktop. Oh yeah, whoever, iTunes desktop, we love you. Whoever that one listener is on iTunes desktop. No, I think there's more, they're congregating Is that. it? Yeah. Okay, sick. So yeah, if you're on your computer, you can just look up Vossibop, V-O-S-S-I, it's Stormzy's new single. Um, and it was like number one. And now it's not number one. But yeah. It's, he, it was number one. One of the lyrics. It, was it his first number one? It's his first number one. Oh, was it? Yeah, how about that? Stormzy has been well kicking done. it for so long and he's only just had his first number Man one. Man don't care about all that. Yeah. Do we get um, how many people listen on iTunes? Uh, um, iTunes. Creativity has had three iTunes desktop <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Woo! Um, we love so you. Last week's episode was listened to by... I, four... On the one before that. On low, four on people low. listen to it on iTunes. Let's have a look, shall we? On 168 plays on beginnings. Go back to beginnings. Three still. Three, wow. Okay. Those three dedicated so there's, there's, a three, there's three or four people who listen on iTunes. Google Podcast too. Yeah, well, let's not go through the stats on the podcast because people are here to hear about um, routines today. Ooh. Um, it's wanna... people's routine to listen to us on iTunes desktop. Oh my gosh, when it comes out on a Monday at around 6am so you can listen to it on your way to work. Yes. Or Sunday evening if you're uh, American. American! If you're... No, wait, hold on, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, because yeah. they're like six hours yeah. or more behind. Correct. Um, so the essay comes out on Friday. So the essay Three, is already yeah. out. The essay that you're, that, you're talking, that you're listening to us discuss right now has been out for two days, so you should go back and listen to it. We're getting a consistent three or four here between the episodes, so... 
Okay, if you are one of the people who listens on iTunes desktop, please send us an email because we want to know who you are. And don't be afraid to also send us a voice note. And because, tell us why you listen to them on yeah, iTunes desktop. Yeah, just, we just want to know who the listeners are. And for every person that listens um, and for every person that emails us a voice note, I, Craig and I will donate to a charity of your choice. So when you... When you send us a voice note and we put and we use it in the podcast, we'll donate to a charity. Just a small amount, but it's uh, maybe a little incentive for you to send us one. And I've spoken to multiple people who said, oh yeah, when, you listen, when I heard you say that you wanted um, voice notes for the podcast, I was about to do one and then I didn't. Well, I'll tell you what, skip the bit where you didn't. <laughs> skip the bit where you didn't, you lazy fuck. <laughs> and just do it. Um, so that was the longest intro of all time. Talk to me about what's going on on today's episode, Craggles. Oh, well, we'll be discussing the Irish Parliament. Why are you doing that? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> the Irish Parliament, how having a set daily routine can be beneficial to our health and happiness and BJ Novak's joke about African children. Wow. Um, okay. It was part of his comedic routine. Oh! You're doing the hand thing again. We need to do a, vo- a video podcast. Yeah. Okay. Maybe when we get to episode 50. Oh. That's 30 episodes or, away. Or episode 53. So we do one whole year of audio only. Ooh. And then the second year, we kick it into overdrive. Kick it into overdrive. Yeah. 53. Boom. Videoed. Yeah. I've been thinking about... So in this living room, I've been thinking about designating that corner as a podcast corner. Set up, set up a couple of chairs. Yes. Get the camera pointing in that direction. Record from the same angle every week. Create a little thing in the background that says manifest simplicity. Then we're living. Like a fake studio. Like a fake studio. Yeah, I'm down and for it. like coming through the window, toys on the floor from the kids. It's going to feel real. <laughs> it will feel <laughs> very real. Okay, so let me ask you some questions just so the listeners can catch up with what's going on in your world, Craig. Yeah, of course. What's something that made you kind of a bit annoyed, a bit angry this week? I was a little bit annoyed at this whole abortion thing. Yes, so Alabama. Is it Alabama? Alabama? Sweet home Alabama. Yeah, not so sweet home if you're a woman who has a... Has, a, has ovaries. Yeah, if you're a woman, just in general. Or if you're a man with a daughter... Or a, or a wife. Ovaries. Or like... Anyway, people in Alabama should be pretty pissed off because they passed some law that um, outlaws abortion. Is that right? Yes. And Trump, the Trump administration are putting sanctions on... Well, they're stopping sending money to organisations abroad around the world. So they've taken this fight vi- uh, worldwide, sorry, where charities that are sort of assisting with abortion or organisations that have anything to do with abortion, they're stopping funding for them. Oh. And it's just like... Mm, but, but I saw this thing... On the, I think it was Howard Stern said he doesn't remember Trump being pro-abortion because he's fairly sure he's organised a few people's abortions. Oh, sure. And I was like, oh, I l- shot fired. Yeah, I, I kind of like when they get savage with Trump. I think it's funny. It's, it's too funny. He's so, the thing is, right, If you're gonna, we have this thing at work all the time. If you're going to dish it out, you have to accept it when it comes back at oh, you. Oh, 100%. Um, the only thing you can do to mediate getting the shit ripped out of you is to pass it on to someone else. <laughs> Abortions <laughs> is, is Trump's so, chosen target. So now. he's very good at that. He's very good at taking the the um, yeah the focus off himself by taking the piss it's, out of It's people. just got so many... It's just wrong in so many ways. It's just yeah. like... You, Stopped. It's it's not the fact that it's okay. So abortion is frowned upon by a lot of different people. Fair enough, but and that's their opinion. But it's also some people's opinion that it's it's not frowned upon. Yeah, I, 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 I will will go out will go out in in the public and say that manifest simplicity is staunchly pro-choice. You, I, realistically, a woman should have the right to choose what's happen, what's happening with her body. It's, it's their body. Like it's like Correct. with tattoos. It's like banning tattoos. Well, it's not like banning tattoos, but imagine banning tattoos. You're telling people what they can and can't do with their bodies. And yeah. that's, you're just completely, you're, you're running a dictatorship at that point. Yeah. You're not running choice. You're not giving people choice. It's like, if they get pregnant, oh, well, I can't get rid of this child. Yeah, I think, I think. I'm in no position comes- to look after it and it will have the shittest of lives. 
but I. Yeah, I think I think it comes down to also the other argument is like when in the pregnancy is it doable and and allowable? Like if you outlaw it completely, you then yeah the situation where you're you're bringing a child into a a life of I don't know poverty or drug addiction or like there's plenty of there's plenty of reasons that I'm, like or if you or if there's some sort of like health complication or something there are reasons for a mother or a woman to want to not have a child mm-hmm. but then the argument that people make is that like at what point does it become an actual human like a, a human child and what kind of so it's a very interesting subject well, but Alabama's all, got it wrong for definite. Well there was all those things wasn't there uh, there was that article well there was that picture posted on like Reddit and other various social medias about what those I think there were politicians had said about abortion yeah. and it was just like oh well uh, one of them I I think said something along the lines of if a woman's being raped and it is just sex then they should enjoy it and I was just like are oh, you uh, what that's... like that's if it's cool. pleasurable, enjoy it. And it's just like, that's not cool. Yeah, these are like, the people who are like, in charge. That's what's mental. Yeah. The pe- these are the people that are me- that the American public voted into office. Like, they're elected officials. Because they were good liars. They, they, they were elected officials, which means that people went out and voted for them to be in charge of something in their state or in their constituency. And it just shows you that However much a politician or someone in power tells you they're going to do one thing, they almost always will have an opportunity to go the other direction. And what you're actually you should be voting for is someone's character. You should be voting for someone who is honourable and um, tells the truth and is honest and kind of has a genuine person. Yeah, like you. There's only so much that a politician can tell you before you. Well I, well, I mean, can tell us before I start to glaze over and think, oh, you sound like a politician. And I think someone as well that's got to be willing to admit their mistakes. Like, yeah, like, politicians do so well at hiding their mistakes, but then they look perfect to the people that are voting for them. And then when their mistakes start to come out of the woodwork, it's like, well, actually, no, they're not as perfect as they make out they are. Yeah. Whereas there have been politicians before, like Obama's had his mistakes um, and he's turned around. He's been obviously come out and said, yeah, you know what, I messed up. Yeah, he, like Pete, I respect more people for coming out and saying, "Yeah, I messed up," and I'm really sorry. Like James Gunn put all that stuff on social media like seven or eight years yeah. ago, yeah. And then the cast of, uh, and even the fans got behind it for Guardians Three and were like, "No, you need to reinstate this guy. Like he's incredible. He's made yeah, great films." Yeah, the first he's, two films were sick. He, so. The moment he said he even forgot he wrote them, he's massively apologized and gone. Well, if that's your decision, fair enough, I'll accept it. But yeah. I'm really sorry. We and have then the... they've reinstated him because of it. Yeah, I think I think the two things. One, America has this kind of um, very strange two-party po- political situation where if you don't vi- vote one way, you vote the other way. Yeah, we are kind of at an advantage in this country where we there are other options. Um, so when when someone gets voted in in this country, it's. I mean, we're still currently at the top. It's it's the Conservatives or Labour. And let's not make this a political podcast because I know very little about. No, one, I'm not a big. I'm, I'm not, not a big politics fan. No, I will. I will do my research when something comes up. Um, but I wouldn't say that I'm an active political mind. Um, if you want active political minds, you should follow Cameron Scott on Twitter or Instagram or whatever because that guy's smart. And he's my friend from back home. And he worked in a political think tank. So when I have questions, I just, I ask him. Um, But yeah, they have this two-party model in America and I don't think it works. And I think they're kind of waiting for someone to come out of the woodwork and start some independent party that's going to take everything by storm. The other situation is that in this country, because um, people are very like set in how they vote and you kind of vote based on where you live. If you live in an area, so Harrow, where I grew up, it's kind of always been a kind of Labour constituency. It's kind of fluctuated in and out of red and blue for the kind of the last few years, but has always ended up being a Labour a Labour constituency just because of the kind of people who live there. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a weird one. Alabama got it wrong, and no man should be making a decision for what a woman should be able to do or not. Hundred percent. Um, what's something that made you extremely happy this week? I saw John Wick 3. Oh. 
Now, Keanu Reeves, um, is he the nicest man in the world? 100%. I don't think... I think it's tough to find someone to compete with him. He's had such a good, such a sad life, but done being such a nice guy throughout. Yeah, think about it. Like, he had to take the blue pill, or like the red one, whichever it was, and then he woke up out of the Matrix, and then he had to, like, sacrifice himself in... Oh, no, that's a film. Yeah, that was a film. But his real life, uh, his wife and child died in a car accident. Hold on, what? Yeah, like, he's had such a sad life. Like, his wife and child... When?! Uh, I don't know if it was recent or I think it was years ago. That is... He, as well, continued to learn. After The Matrix, they were doing six months' worth of uh, martial arts training. He continued the martial arts training after the filming. Yeah. And have you seen his his shooting stuff that he's been doing? Yeah. Oh, Oh my God. But he's also... He also gave up... I think... I'm not sure if it was for The Matrix, but he gave up a ton of his pay towards, like... The costume people, the art directors, like the production team, and yeah, everything. Yeah, the, guy, the like, guys who get underpaid on a movie. Yeah, set. and are under, <laughs> under undervalued. He gave up loads of his um, pay for, towards them. Oh, wow. Yeah, you see video like you see videos of him online giving up his seat on a subway and. Yeah, that's the that's the buying, most popular. Buying people's shopping and just genuinely being super cool. He doesn't live like a celebrity. He just is a chill dude. Like, yeah. He has money and is a chill dude. But I tell you this much. Don't kill his dog. Don't steal his car. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. No. Because it'll kill you. Like John Wick 3 is so good as well. Like it's just, I was saying, I, th- I spoilers? think... Spoilers? No, no, no spoilers. Uh, I think the one thing with it is the way that they shoot those films and it's consistent through one, two and three is the, f- the sound effects of the guns. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> That's the best bit. <laughs> well, no, because it's just consistent. Like it pretty much is just really well choreographed fighting and gun sounds. Yeah. But the gun sounds are really bassy and like, yeah. But they're I just like, consistent. They're I just like, like a bit of sub bass. I like a bit of sub bass. And it's just like, but they're just consistent. The the sound is so satisfying. And when you're watching what you're watching, and it's a really satisfying, well choreographed fight. It's just amazing. I rewatched Infinity War today. Oh. Um, right. And uh, I watched it. I've got access to my dad's Sky Go account. Um, it's he, 50 quid. He gave me 50 quid. No, he didn't. He gave me his password. And I was watching Infinity War on my phone because that's the only place I can log in. I can't log in on my TV. And loses its effect massively when you've got no base response. So there's bits where, yeah, like, I don't know, Thor beats the ground with some giant hammer or whatever and you yeah. expect it to go <laughs> but it's just like a crispy <laughs> it's not yeah it's not great um so yeah though i can appreciate and coming from a musical and sound background i massively appreciate the people doing sound on these films my dad's a sound engineer has been for a very long time it's 50 quid i don't know how long how old's my dad he's probably been a sound engineer for 30 years wow how mad's that cray getting on who's your shout out to my shout out is for the main man, the photographer man himself, Mr. Andrew Hurst. Uh, so Andy used to work with us for a while, and since picking up photography, he's been hugely helpful. So I did an edit on a picture the other day and sent it to him for some feedback before I posted it. Andy then, at half eight in the morning, decided to spend his morning recording a well screen recording a fifteen minute video <laughs> and voiceovering what he was doing while editing. And explaining what edits what in the image, um, and then uploaded it privately to YouTube for me to view. That's sick. So I mean, that is. And huge. was it your picture in the? Yeah, he's example. editing my picture. Yeah, That's crazy. So, but it? it's a private video for me to view, so I can understand and see what he's doing. And the man's also offered his time on Friday for two hours to go around town, teaching me manual exposure and composition and stuff of shot. <sighs> So I'm just like, this is incredible. Thank you. Like, and this guy's a talented 10 plus year industry experience. He used to be a wedding photographer. Mm. And his dream was to, well, his dream wedding was to shoot one in Iceland. And that he did sick. that He did that in February. Wow. So now he's retired from wedding photography and still has regular clients he does um, corporate work for. So sick. he's doing well. Um, but yeah, no, huge shout out to Andy because he's been so supportive and like helpful and... Yeah, so you're new to the photography game, right? I've seen you've shown me a few pictures before we kicked off today. You're, it's looking good. I've had loads of good feedback. You're looking, about it. it's looking good, Craigo. I've had loads of good feedback about it. So yeah, so it, what it's, we'll do, it's helpful because it it pushes you to. This be is more. what we do, right? 
if you're looking to like move into the photography world, that's great. I'll do the podcast on my own from now on. Okay. And you can just take pictures of me. Naked. Uh, should we pause the podcast or? No, no. No? Do it yeah. now? Yeah. Why, why are you taking your clothes off? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. The oh, naked, that, make, could be your, that could be your... The um, naked photographer. The naked photographer. No, your your unique selling point is that when you're taking pictures of other people, you've got your tackle out. Doesn't matter how stupid you look, I look <laughs> infinitely worse. <laughs> yes. And it's cold. Um, that's good. Shall we do the news? Let's do the news. I feel... I want to know your news. I want to know your news. Because mine's a little bit more basic than yours. <laughs> I don't understand. Okay, I'm on Do you want to know mine? Shall we go with mine? Let's go with mine. Okay. I've decided. It is decided. What's that? Wait. Uh, it was from The League. I thought it was... It is decided. I thought it was from Ghostbusters, the end of Ghostbusters 1, where Zool says, the choice has been made, and it's um, they pick the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. No. Yeah. It wasn't that. So, okay. wrong. Uh, my news is of a young girl who is inspiring people with this 10-year-old girl. She has a prosthetic leg and is inspiring people with her gymnastics routine. What? It's like a home shot video. Very poorly, well Go. shot. But look, she's got a prosthetic leg and she she's got doing backflips. Like backflips for days. It's like spinning round. Yeah, it's a video, so that's not gonna. But look at her little little prosthetic legs. That's pretty sick, bro. If she's when got... I actually saw my oh, she started flipping. I was so amazed; it just blew me away. Gemini's gymnastics are also self-taught. Wow. Um, have you ever attempted to learn how to do a flip? Uh, I used to be able to do a standing back, like a standing roll flip. You know, like on the spot. Jump and flip. No. Yeah. So you, you might not know this about Craig, right? But oh, in... for God's sake, <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> in Craig's past, he um, had a he flirted with the world of street dance, right? Yeah. So if you're um, if you're scrolling, right? Go go on the internet now. I'm gonna you minions, you listeners of the podcast, are now my you minions. iTunes desktopers. <laughs> yeah, because since me and Craig, have, since you told me this, you confided in me, and um, I was like, uh, okay, so where do I find it? <laughs> I'm not telling you. <laughs> you haven't told anyone. I haven't. I've struggled to get it out of Jenna either. So what we'll need to do is everyone who listens to this podcast now go online. So it's Craig Woods. <laughs> It's in Manchester somewhere, because he's lived in Manchester his whole life. Street dance, and kind of just like do a little bit of searching. Uh, where, whereabouts did you grow up? <laughs> I'm not telling you. Because <laughs> I'll just look up dance school. I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you want to see Craig dancing, track it down. I'd love to see it. I think that'd be hilarious. Um, hey, look, we all did stuff in our past that we're not completely proud of. <laughs> Yours is just a little bit more drastic. I did musical theatre. <laughs> I did drama once. Yeah, I, I was in... What was I in? I was in Twelfth Night, and I played... I had to stand on stage uh, in tights and leggings and go, Well, 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 what do we have here? In front of an entire audience of adults. Um, well, I'll do you one better. Oh, go on. I was Dandy Dan in Bugsy Malone. Oh, right, okay. Which was sick. Was it? I was Captain Von Trapp in The Sound of Music. Ooh. So I sang Edelweiss. Ooh, nice. Oh, yeah, all the mums were crying. It was wonderful. Um, what else have I done? I have won two dance competitions in my life. Nice. Uh, yeah, nice. I'm very good. You want to challenge me? I'll hit you with some... I hear you with some shit. Hit me with some shit. So now, Manifest Simplicity is now a street dance podcast. We were a politics podcast, now we're a street dance podcast. Yeah. I'm fairly sure we've also been a science podcast in the past as well. Yeah. And a Game of Thrones podcast. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. <laughs> Game um, of Thrones season finale tomorrow, though. Are you stoked? Um, yes. It better be a bloody long episode because they've got a lot to explain. <laughs> About how bad the writing is. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, the season has been underwhelming. The the Black Battle of, of Winterfell or whatever it's called. <laughs> the Black Battle of 
What the dark? What are they calling it? You sound it? racist. No, they're calling it something because it was really dark and you couldn't bloody see what was happening. Oh, the dark battle of winter, though. Yeah, anyway. More socially acceptable. Yeah. Um, is it? Um, but yeah, that was a re- that was sick. That was that, sick. It was and, so and the dragon good. and the dragon taking out King's, Land- King's Landing. Sick as well. No, it wasn't. No, it was. No, it, it was, was really good because no, it it's like she's so angry. She doesn't care. So she doesn't was, care if was, they surrender. But she's gonna the, kill them all. But the flashback to a few seasons ago where she's been told by the Lady of Highgarden, unless they fear you, they won't let you rule them. And she went, "I'm not about to be the Queen of Ashes." Oh, but wait. She is foreshadowing. <laughs> that's called. All right. Well. Yeah. Anyway, so. tell me your good news and shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh my god! One beer and you're a drunkard. I'm a pisshead. <laughs> uh, government declares climate emergency. Climate emergency. What's yeah, it's a- like Clement and climate. <laughs> I just said you're drunk and I've had two beers and now I've. What's Clement? Climate. Climate. Oh, climate. Ireland has become the second country in the world to declare a climate emergency. Who was the first? I'll give you a guess. Antarctica. No. The US. Definitely not. (laughs) Donald Trump thinks it's a bloody hoax. (laughs) Finland. Uh, No. Australia. No. Britain. Britain's not a country. England. Yes. (laughs) Um, so, it comes as EU leaders put action... Uganda. It's England. <laughs> Come put action on climate change at the top of the agenda in the next five years. Climate Action Minister Richard Bruton said climate change has been rightly described as the greatest challenge facing humanity. So, the Irish Parliament were like... Hey, we've got to have a bit oh, of no, that. Wait, so you're right. Right. Ireland has become the o- only the second country in the world. This must be... The other bit of Ireland. The, the Barton bit. We don't talk about the Barton bit, Mickey. No, wait. That's the bit that's part of us. That's the part. No, of the top bit's the bit that's part of us. Hey, the Northern Ireland. That's where all the people are. The leprechauns live further south. <laughs> Why are you doing a really, really weird Irish accent? <laughs> don't. I don't know, to be sure, so don't. Um, so, yeah. the U- Shut up, Tom. The UK and I... Oh, yeah. L- Little Tommy. So funny. Um, Little Tammy from Wigan. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if, you, if your country has not yet done it, I'm assuming you're listening in a different country. Right, a petition. No, but what you can do is just um, maybe get in touch with your like, local councillor and say, look, climate's a big issue. What are we doing to tackle it? And maybe a bit more conversation will mean that some other people... And then they'll very cleverly not answer the question and make you vote for them again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll we'll be sorting out the climate, but only if you vote for us again. Yeah, the climate will sort itself out. What we're going to do is uh, up taxes and sort your bins out. Oh, God, please sort my bins out. Please (laughs) sort my bins out. Exactly what I need. I'll tell you what... If you vote for those other people, they're less likely to sort your bins out. Yeah, but... Only sort out my re- sort out my recycling bin so you save the planet at the same time. Ooh. Right, let's get to the essay, shall we? Yeah, let's right, do the so essay. You, Craig Woods, are addicted to habit change and routine. Routines. So I you- am a freak. Well, I don't. I wouldn't say you're a freak. I say that this is one of the things that when I first kind of discover discovered. Oh. My gosh. Discovered what has happened. I know word real well. Routine be read, me be by. Please stop. When I first discovered minimalism and kind of started walking down this road, um, this was one of the first things that I kind of got myself really deeply involved in. It's kind of having a set routine, making sure that it's optimized to to make me and force me to do the things that I know are beneficial to me. Um, And... That's why I completely understand this being one of the things that you're super passionate about. When it comes to habits, your 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 habits dictate what your you know, your routine dictates your happiness and your health, and your habits are things that kind of you would do automatically. That's how I understand it. You would do automatically. Yeah, the habits are the things that you do. So like walking into a room and seeing something visually might trigger a habit. Right. The routine <clears throat> is going in the room and doing what you. We're doing so, like the habits are within the routine. Okay, sick. So this essay, routines, is now available for you to read, and, and it has been since Friday. Yes, and it has been since Friday, so you should have listened to it by now. Um, and what that means is that 
Oh yeah, what we should do is tell people about the email list again. Oh, the email list. Yeah, so if tell you, us more about the email. I'll, list. I'm gonna. I'll tell you more about it right now. If you want to be the first person to receive the essay, you can join the email list. And what that means is, you go to the website and you put your little email, your little email address in the box. You click subscribe, and then every Friday before the essay comes out, I'll shoot you a little email that says, "Hey, look, hey, 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 check it out the essay's out." Here it, here's a little bit of it. If you want to read the whole thing, go on the website because it's right there. Click, click, click. And that will mean that um, you'll get to read the essay when, as soon as it comes out. And then you'll be super prepared for when the podcast comes out on a Monday. Okay, this one's called Routines. Um, and it's by me. Craig Woods. Um, if you go to manifestsimplicity.com forward slash routines, you'll be able to read this essay in its entirety. Uh, cool. Hit us. Routines. Ever just found yourself drifting through the day on autopilot? As somebody who's on the journey of self-discovery and personal development, my routines are something I'm becoming so much more aware of as I move forward. Late last year, when I started my journey into minimalism, the cloudy fog of life meant it took me a little while to realise how much of my time I spent floating from task to task without a conscious thought. You may hear the word routine and associate with somebody who is boring, robotic, rigid and linear. I know I did. That is because I had not yet chosen to take control of my routines and prioritise the automation of the just get it done of my day. We have all seen how automation, the process of doing the task without thinking, has become beneficial in the modern age. We wake up, we may go to the bathroom, have our breakfast, brush our teeth. If your routine is anything like mine, it's exactly that. It all seems to happen without conscious decision making, thought, because it has been programmed by years of repetition. What about life in the workplace? Take a moment to think about how many processes and routines you carry out as you do your job. Sending emails, answering calls, serving customers, whatever it is that you do, I would bet you have a routine in there somewhere. Having a routine in place, automating the automatable will free up our minds to explore our interests and, concent and concentrate on pursuing our passions, chasing the things we would much rather be focused on. This renewed focus will help us help with the mindset change required to maintain a life of simplicity and healthy habits. Michael Phelps is part fish, part routine. <laughs> I like that bit. Before, before going on the world stage and attempting to condense years of practice into a two-minute effort, athletes often follow a set routine to get themselves ready to perform at their best. A perfect example of how a routine can affect mindset is Olympic gold medalist swimmer Michael Phelps. Charles Duhigg wrote about this in his book, The Power of Habit. On a race day morning, Phelps would eat, some simp eat, some, eat the same simple breakfast, followed by practice series of stretches, and then would follow the same foot first on the starting board. By having a set procedure to follow, he could blur out what was happening around him and focus solely on executing his best possible performance. Routines versus habits. My belief is that a routine is a set of instructions that we have set for our mind and or our body to follow. Freeing ourselves of the need for decision making and allowing us to shift our energy and focus to the things we're more passionate about. A habit is the action contained within the routine. Sometimes unconsciously carried out, meaning they can be healthy habits or harmful habits, depending on how much we dictate their arrival and endurance in our lives. Routine. A sequence of actions regularly followed. Habit, a set of regular, a set or regular tendencies of practice, especially one that is hard to give up. I want more healthy habits in my life, so I changed my routine to make it possible. My most recent change to my morning was uh, to my morning routine was adding in the habit of picking up my book each morning, so that I was able to read first thing in the morning. By putting this habit into practice as part of my routine it will, hopefully, eventually stick and become part of my normal. Your day is formed by the way you spend the first few hours. Check your thoughts, check your attitude and check your heart. If you're looking to start a new habit, find a way to fit it into your daily routine. Routines can have their negative effects too sometimes. It is important to be aware of this so that we can tackle it and try to tweak the routine to better ourselves. You can also read about how we can use our lack of routine to fuel our creativity departments 
by going to manifestimplicity.com forward slash creativity. But the next time you're finding yourself floating from task to task, somewhat like a production line computer, blissfully aware of your surroundings, ask yourself if this is a routine you want to avoid or continue. And the secret to life is hidden in a routine. Make every moment useful, productive, and meaningful. Sick. Like Japan. Yes. So, yeah, that's um, very good. Very good. Um, what is your What does your daily routine look like? I mean, you've mentioned it a little bit in here. So you wake up, you go to the bathroom, you have your breakfast and your breakfast. It varies, um, but I will normally wake up, grab my book, read a little bit of my book each morning, um, maybe go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, have my breakfast, have a coffee, get ready. Do you brush your teeth before you have breakfast? I, I it comes sometimes comes various ways. So if I'm off work one day, I might just go and lounge out for a bit, read my book, have my breakfast, get a shower, brush my teeth, things like that. Yeah. But sometimes because you wake up with morning breath, morning <laughs> mouth, I will brush my teeth, have my breakfast, like get ready, have my breakfast, and then I will normally mouthwash or something before right, okay, I, yeah. before I leave, so yeah, I like yeah, freshen yeah. my mouth up. Got you. So whichever way around it goes, that's normally a routine, and then I'll obviously get in my car, start start the engine, put it in gear. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't need that much detail. You mean drive, no, but you that, mean drive to work. I'm trying to get across the point that you do something, like the routine of driving is something subconscious. Like, yeah, so... It, it's part of your routine. So a lot of car manufacturers will keep cars very similar between their models mm. so that if you were to upgrade, like Mazda, for example, I have a Mazda 2. The Mazda CX-3 and the Mazda CX-5 and the Mazda 6, all of the models of Mazda all have very similar, if not the same interiors. So no matter which Mazda you're driving, although the size may differ in the comfort, it all feels... they all look and feel exactly the yeah. same internally. So... Yeah, I've, I'm, a, I'm a Nissan man, and my, Ni my Micra and my Qashqai are very, very similar, even though... Both very different sized cars. They're 18 years apart. But very similar to drive, and look at, like, you know where things are in them. So one of the guys we work with has just gone from a VW Passat to a BMW mm -hmm. and he's struggling to understand where things are inside <laughs> yeah. because he's driven that car for so long. What's this large wheel that I sit in front of? What does that do? <laughs> uh, but he, the other day, him and uh, Special Dave were talking about... His brain works completely His brain works so differently. <laughs> he was talking about where to find the uh, outside temperature something as simple as that. He knew where the to look. The outside temperature? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the temperature like outside of the car. Um, he knew exactly where to look in his Passat, but on not your, in his BMW. On your HUD? On the HUD, yeah, but he didn't know where on the HUD. Oh, right, he didn't right. know if it was like a hidden thing that he had to search through to find or, you know, like change the dials and stuff. Yeah, so I think um, I think automating some of your processes is important because, yeah, it takes the thinking out of your everyday. Like, I was speaking to... Who was I speaking to? Oh, someone about my, uh, someone about my route to work. And they were saying, oh, do you get on... The way to, that normal people would go would be to get on the motorway as quickly as possible and drive very quickly down the motorway to get into Manchester. Yeah. I don't go that route because when I first set... I, I, I only used my sat-nav once and it took me the other way. Maybe there was traffic on the whatever. But it took me the other way and now I go straight. I do lots of A roads before I even get to the motorway, which is which takes a little longer because it's is slower. Is that you brought me in yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do that, but it means never having to double back on yourself. Um, and now that I've done that route once, I can't go the other way. Yeah, Even though the other way might be quicker, I've now, my brain, as soon as I think, right, I'm driving to work, it takes me that direction yeah. because it's automated. I've done it so many times. I've repeated it over and over and over. I know the route. I don't have to think about it. it I just go to work. I think automating that situation is beneficial because it takes your brain out of having to decision make. If I'm going to work, I don't want to have to make a decision. It's interesting. I just want to drive to work. It's interesting you say that because when I was originally writing this, I thought about the entire nation of Japan. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and the one thing I, I, want, I wanted to write about was how Japanese train conductors will point at everything they're doing on a daily basis on the train platform. Right. So train pulls into the station and the people on the platform with their white gloves and their hats and whatever, yeah. they will be pointing everything they're doing. Right. And the idea of this is that they don't fall into such a routine of their job that they miss something and make a mistake. And right. one of the books I read, I can't remember, I think it was Atomic Habits, uh, I read it in, by James Clear. I 
was very interested to read that by doing this, they saved uh, a woman's life. Oh, cool. So her kid was still on the train or had gone on, gotten onto the train. Yeah. And the woman realised and went to run towards the train. And as it was getting ready to leave, one of the conductors was pointing down the track and realised that something wasn't right. Yeah. And managed to stop the train. Oh, cool. Whereas if that was more automated and his routine, say he'd done the job for a year or two straight, yeah. Like he's then just going to be like, yeah, everything looks fine. Yeah, go on, train off you go. Not care. It's going to be more routine to him because. 99% of the times he's done this job, everything's been fine. Yeah. Whereas that 1%, 1% time that it's not, the 99 will have kicked in and gone, yeah, it's fine. Oh, crap, no, you know, there could be an incident. But by pointing everything they're doing, they are then conscious of everything that they're doing on that platform before that train safely leaves. Yeah, so I, th I, think, I think both arguments make sense. Like, yes, it's important to automate your situation in some instances, because it means that you are freeing up your brain to, like you said in this essay, pursue the things that you're passionate about. If you waste all of your decision-making power deciding which way to drive to work, what clothes to wear, what to eat for lunch, what to, what music to listen to, what podcast to download, if you waste all your, your brain energy doing those things, when it comes to a decision that actually matters, you will have already used up all your mm -hmm. decision-making power. So yes, it's important to automate things, but also it's important. It's as in, almost as important to be present in the situation you're in, and I think that's what that situation is there. If they're uh, with the Japanese train conductors, if they, yes, like you said, if they had got to a point in their um, in their job where they're just assuming everything's fine because everything's normally fine, mm -hmm. then that's when having a routine of or a habit of just assuming everything's fine backfires so i think there's a there's a weird breakdown between the two yes it's important to automate things but if the if you're you're in a habit of not of not taking care then sometimes things can go wrong i think the um that you should finish that thought with a write-up and we'll post it midway through the week Okay. Yep. So we'll put this up. This essay comes out. Nium, 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 nium. Friday. Friday. And this. Nium, 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 nium. Nium, nium. Um, and then this podcast came out Monday, and we'll post that on Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, the breakdown of of habits being being good and bad in various situations. Um, we also wrote. A Wait. Now this podcast comes out. This podcast comes out on Monday. It's Monday right now. Yeah. So Wednesday I'll post. It. Wednesday it comes out. The, 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 I was thinking next Friday. Japan. Call it Japan. All right, Japan. It's called Japan. Manifestsimplicity.com forward slash Japan. All of Japan. On Wednesday, all of it. Uh, we have written about your decision-making brain and your finite power to choose. Um, I believe in choosing or in some other one. We'll link to it. We'll find it. And put Another it one. We'll put it in the show notes. It's way back. Um, yes, yeah, so obviously it's important to make sure that some things um, you take... Like if you, if you tried to automate the process of looking after your children... Mm. Or looking after your dog. Yeah. You, it's not going to work. No. Oh, well, it's it's 9.30, so you're sleeping now. Uh, what if it's not tired? What do you do? Like, there are some situations where you have to be aware and adaptable. But we can put ourselves in a position of, of to succeed if we can kind of automate some of our day. Do you have the same thing I have, which is, on your schedule, breakdowns of what you'll be doing what hour of the day? Uh, I try that with my days off sometimes, but sometimes things move around. It depends how much I've got to do. So if my day's a little bit more flexible, I can find I'll normally allocate hours to things. Yeah. Uh, if my day is a little bit more hectic or a little bit more ambiguous, then no, I'm not probably not as much able to do that. You're right. It's like yesterday I was with some friends and we were meant to finish what we were doing at six, but actually we finished at like 10 past five. So... I had them 50 minutes extra mm -hmm. of stuff to do. So rather than feel like I needed to plan something in, I just sort of winged it and, you know, let be what was... Yeah, I've, I've had two of those days back to back. I've been off work. Mm. It was Luca's birthday on Saturday. So I've had Saturday and Sunday off. Um, Saturday we did lots of cool uh, birthday stuff. Sunday okay. I just chilled on my own all day and I ran and did fun stuff. I, running. I like to go running. Um, but yeah, I have a breakdown of my day, which kind of just makes things a little easier. I've always said that if I don't put eat, eat yeah. in my schedule, I will literally just won't eat. Um, so this is for Friday. 
Um, I've got the term time. I've got the term days in there. Ooh. So that's the last day of term on Friday. Huh. Uh, we'll already be in London by then, so that's good. So I've got run between 8 and 11. On a long day, I can be out for two hours while running. And then that's a little bit of time to like shower and get dressed at the end. Write between 11 and 1. Eat between 1 and 2. Pick up between 2 and 3. Have the boys between 3 and 12. Is this Friday coming up? Yeah. You're already going to be in London. Yeah, I know, but this is for, it's just from a normal day. Oh, is it a repetition? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, so what did I have on Monday? Podcast release. So I've got a note saying release the podcast. Pick up and drop off. Has, have Ezra all day. Pick up. Have the boys over the evening and drop them off in the morning. Nice. So I, if I, the thing is, all of that stuff's pretty set. Like, I know that it happens now. Yeah. It's just nice to have it kind of, it's, it's a set routine, but, and some of it doesn't change, obviously. Like, I've got to pick up the boys at a certain time. Yeah, otherwise, yeah. they'll be at school and no one will be there to pick them up. But all the other stuff that's kind of like run and write and eat and whatever can kind of fluctuate. Yeah. But by having Do you ever it, feel bad for not, Say you've got writing planned in and you don't do it. Do you ever feel bad? Say you've say you've got hooked on a Netflix show or you've you're out on a run longer than you want or you find you're hungrier at different times than you than you've planned in. Like, do you find that you feel disappointed? No, I think I use it. I it's set out in hourly blocks because I like to assign time to do things. But I use that more as a checklist. Oh, okay. So it pops up uh, throughout the day. It pops up to remind me to do the things I want to do each day. Yeah. I want to go and run because that's my favorite thing. Yeah, yeah. I want to write because it's really productive and it's really helpful for me. And if I get to if I get to two o'clock and I've not if I get to one o'clock and I've not eaten yet, I get a reminder that says you've not eaten. And <laughs> you should go and eat because otherwise you're eat. gonna die. Um, yeah. So writing recently has been less essays and more music, but on those on those days when it pops up and it says have you done anything creative today? If I've done some music, I can be like, yep, and I just swipe and it goes. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I think it's about assigning time to be productive. Um, and if you, want to, if you want to talk about creativity, you just listen to last week's episode. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, an interesting question for you. Um, what do you wish you had a routine of or a habit of doing that you currently don't have a routine for or a habit of doing? Uh, I think I would like one for sort of being a bit more consistent with, I'd say, editing images I've taken so far. Okay. I've been really good at taking the images and going out and being productive with that, but finding the time and the routine in which to find the space and the time to edit those routines because I already have quite a lot of time planned in. Right. So obviously I have my shifts that fluctuate at work. I have, I know I have to walk the dog at least once a day if yeah. Jenna's not off. Um, so that time's planned in there. And although it's not long, it, it is extra time. Then I have to cook a meal if I get home. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I might not want to edit too late in the evening because I might, that's time to just wind down before bed and yeah. things like that. So I think I'd like to find more of a time to edit. I'd like more of a structure in my week yeah with things fluctuating like days off fluctuating like i was off yesterday and now i'm not off till friday so i'm working all the way through then yeah and then friday i've got two hours with andy and then that's it i've got no other plans but yeah, I, I think know I, between now and then i will have plans yeah i think i have an advantage in that department because i have set days where i work so i know when my days off are going to yeah, be that's and i true. can plan my day off because i know when i'm going to have the boys when i'm going to be on my own when i'm going to be at work so all of that stuff yeah, gets, I, gather a I little, fluctuate, I guess, a little bit more than you. I have a little bit of an advantage, really, because I I know in advance when I'm going to be working. I guess like we all kind of know in advance when we're going to be working. You can kind of plan three weeks ahead. Oh, yeah, I, I generally do look at my calendar and I, I plan it out and things like that, but I'm just not... Yeah, maybe it's... I think for you, maybe it's just about prioritising it. If I think you, it's being productive as well. Yeah. Like, I need to know, all right, cool, I've got two days off together here. I will have a day of doing not a lot and then a day where I'm in the mood to energize to be able to then yeah. edit all those images but then i know it'll get to that day and i'll do like 10 of the 30 images i want to do and i'm like right okay i've edited so i'll feel good but then i'm like oh, yeah but i think more to i think also like part of the the point of putting a structure in is yeah to tick those things off the list but if you don't complete it all the way there's not that you have to be you have to be very mindful of the fact that sometimes stuff doesn't get finished in those time periods when I'm right, if I sit down to write a song or I sit down to write an essay, very rarely in that time period does the entire thing get finished. 
I've got three or four musical ideas on my phone, which I wrote yesterday or today. And I'm like, oh, I'll come back to them tomorrow because I've run out of time. Or, yeah, like I was sat writing before you arrived today. Like I wanted to finish up a song. I've got a cool like guitar-y idea and a few like melodies and stuff. But I could have I could have said, oh, you can wait half an hour while I finish this off. Yeah. But I would prefer to do a podcast with you and talk about what we're planning to talk about then. Yeah. So I've so it's about yeah being aware of how productive you're being, but also not punishing yourself for not finishing things when. I think that's what I do. I think I do punish myself a bit, or I feel defeat for not doing something. So yeah. I think if I plan to do something in and I end up getting, because you never know how you feel on the day. So I might plan something in and then I might yeah. just feel a bit run down that day or I might just want to rest or whatever. Yeah. Or I might, other things might come up. I think I look at myself and I go, oh, well, I really wanted to do that this day. Well, oh, well, I'll just put that off. And then when I don't do it the next day I plan to do it, I, it just falls into that routine of, yeah, and that's that's a bad routine of. So there we go. Yeah, it. so that's, that's a bad habit. That's 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 where they kind of cross over. Like, yes, it's important to have those things, um, kind of set out because it means that you are kind of pro- the things you schedule into your routine and into your week are the things that you're prioritizing over everything else. If you then miss it, you kind of have to be more active in chasing it down. Yeah, definitely. Because if, it, if you miss it again and again and again, you have a routine of missing it, you just stop well, doing it. Well, what's interesting is I think you are able to identify what you are interested in and passionate about then. Because... Like, 100%, yeah. Because if you put it in your schedule and you don't do it, you put it in your schedule for a month. And you keep putting it off and off and yeah, off. And you'll you don't just do be it. like, well, I'm not that interested in this. Whereas if yeah. you... Like with the pictures stuff and the photography for me and the music and the writing for you stuff you're passionate about so you're yeah. gonna make time like even if you do miss a day of it you'll get right back on it the next day yeah and for me like with ice skating for example like, i got really into it last year when my life was a little bit more open and I had a little bit more to do and uh, sorry a little bit less to do so i was able to slot this into my schedule yeah and then it's gotten to the point now where i'm like right okay well i don't really have time for that because i do this i record a podcast on a sunday with you yeah i can't always make it on a Monday evening. It's not fair on general the time that I'm always out on the evenings and yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. So it's kind of like, well, I don't really have time for that. Am I that bothered? Massively. Yeah, no. I think that that's when it's important to go down, go down the list of things you want to do and put them in a priority order. The things that the things that you prioritizing are the things you end up doing, even if they're not in your schedule. Like I, I haven't had right music in my schedule ever. When I was writing music as a kind of job it was just what I did I just woke up and did music and then I ate and went back to bed like that was all I did yeah, yeah. now that now enough. that I'm writing again kind of five years later I'm I'm not I'm trying not to put it into my schedule but I am assigning myself little bits of time when I'm gonna make it a priority as I have the once the boys are asleep on a uh, Monday night I will get the guitar out in the other room and kind of just work some work on something, maybe listen to an old idea and try and develop it. Or like I'm, it's not scheduled in, but because it's something I'm passionate about, I'm finding time for it. You, you'll, will you look at it as, oh, well, I've got downtime now. What do I want to do, right? Well, I don't really want to sit and watch TV. Oh, I'll do this. Yeah, I think because, because... Yeah, because it's something that, is, that, I'm, that I am really passionate about. I'm making time for it even if it's not in my schedule. So maybe it does need to be, get fitted in there, but I quite like the fact that it's organic. I quite like the fact that if I've got a spare hour and the sun's out, I can sit on my steps and fiddle on my guitar and kind of work out. Yeah, part of part of, of the routine is very helpful because it's like, right, you've set yourself time. This is the time to go and do the thing you want to do. But you also have to be very careful for it not to become so much part of your routine that you get bored of it. Yeah, definitely. I think if you're, if, if you and can- And that it can easily slip away. 100%, you can get so stuck in a routine rut that you forget to have fun or you feel, yeah, like you feel guilty for missing some something that's in your schedule. Like I, when I was training, like running more, I, if I missed a run, I'd feel so bad. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, my Nike app is not gonna forgive me. And everyone else that you're following on social media is running, so why aren't you out there running? Um, but then, like, 
you like you're allowed days off yeah, <laughs> like you're right. allowed to not do the thing it doesn't yeah, mean yeah, it's it doesn't mean it's not a priority it just means that something else is a bigger priority maybe you need to sleep mick yeah maybe you need to remember to eat and not just live on coffee <laughs> exactly um so yeah there are there are goods and bads for both um interested to read about japan on wednesday so if you are um listening to this it's a monday you can go and listen and uh read Craig's breakdown of the Japanese train conductors on Wednesday. Wonderful. Um, shall we do Ask Reddit? Ask Reddit! It's t- <laughs> Are you ready to Reddit? I like mine because it's. Well, I, that, a that, I, I know you like it. The reason I know you like it is because you picked it. It's a, a Segway or a Segas. Top seggers, mate. Into who is the best comedian or what is the best comedic routine of all time? Oh, okay. The, so we've both done the same thing again. We've gone ask Reddit and then searched word routine. routine. <laughs> so because I saw that question and I thought, pretty sure Craig's going to go for that one. So I've gone for one further down the list. One of my favorite jokes is from BJ Novak, the top comment, state, uh, comment states. I used to sponsor a small child in Africa, but I stopped doing it because I realised for the same price, I could have a cup of coffee every day. (laughs) That's so savage. Uh, I want to remake every classic noir film, keep every shot and line the same, except every time a character asks for a lighter, I'm going to replace it with a charger. (laughs) I don't know why that's funny. (laughs) That's so dumb. I want to remake the movie Twilight. Everything will stay the same, but the character of Edward is going to be replaced with Kanye West. But <laughs> Kanye West doesn't have a script and doesn't know what's going on. He just Kanye West reacting to Twilight live on set. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is, is these, the... are, these are quotations from comedic routines. Oh right, okay. I would pay to see that. Can Snoop be the wolf guy? Um, who have you watched any comedy specials recently? I watched Kevin Hart's uh, Irresponsible, and it is hilarious. <laughs> so so excited! Yeah, love it. That's really, really good. Um, that's very good. That was filmed at the O2. It was in London Town. London Town. It's when, 50 quid. Well, they pay 50 quid to go and see Kevin Hart. To be honest, they probably did pay around 50 quid or to more, go and see Or him. more. Yeah. But um, Kevin Hart is hilarious. Very, very funny. I um, am a big fan of... Theo Vaughn, who is a comedian, oh, yes, lives in are. LA from Louisiana, and he has booked a UK tour. Ooh. Guess who couldn't get any tickets? You. Me. Why? Uh, sold out. Oh, everywhere. Yeah. Was he playing Manchester? Manchester. Ooh, buddy. Two, two shows in Manchester. Both sold Both out. Both sold out. Oh, wow. Uh, three shows in London. All, all sold out. All gone. Yeah. Dead mate. The, the only one I could have possibly got tickets for, I think, is Edinburgh. Oh. And that's a mission. That's a long way away. Yeah, that's a four-hour drive. It's a 30 quid and four-hour drive. Yeah, it's not worth it. Um, so, yeah, I didn't, I didn't buy any tickets to go and see Theo Vaughn. But if you've got a spare ticket for Theo Vaughn and you listen to this podcast, <laughs> just make give, up. give us a quick email. Um, I recently re-watched um, Hassan Minhaj. Hassan Minhaj. He is um, a American comedian who... Um, does like political satire and also comments on racial divides in America. And his stand-up special, which is on Netflix, is hilarious. He has this story about um, the girl that he was seeing in high school. Um, her parents um, didn't want... He's Asian. And they didn't want her to go to, to prom with him because he was Asian. Okay. And she went along with it and didn't stand up to her parents. And they broke up. And he's kind of harbored this anger his entire life. Of course he has. And then when he got famous and got on SNL, he then went and visited her and said, Oh, why? Like, I've held on to this my entire life. Why did you... Why did you... Um... She was married at this point. No, but she was engaged to a Sri Lankan guy with a really, really long name. <laughs> What? Which is hilarious. And he then goes and tracks down... The parents and their debt. No, he goes and tracks her down. It's like, what the hell? Um, and he realises that he was... But it's really funny. He realises he was being an asshole about it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, so, so funny. Hassan Minhaj, you can go check that out. And also Theo Vaughn's... Um, it's called No Offence. 
I listened to it while I was running today and it is just doubly hilarious. Running. I was laughing to myself while running, which makes you look crazy. It does make you look like, looks like you're running towards the scene of a crime. Which I was. Um, crime being, I'm too fast. <laughs> I'm too fast, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. I've had six weeks off, so it was like my, it was my fir- third run back after a long time off from injury and I still feel injured. It doesn't feel great while I'm running. But um, it was a much quicker and so much so that my Strava app was like, are you all right? Like, <laughs> this is you it. want me to call an ambulance? It's, it's now started doing this thing where it's like, oh, this was similar to previous efforts. And on this one, it was like, this one is much faster than previous efforts. I was like, <laughs> that's right, because it's called getting your fitness back. Uh, and what's your ask, Reddit? Um, so mine was a link to today's um, essay, which is what habits should we start and build up that will be beneficial in the long run? So which things could you start which would in the long term, make a massive difference. What do you think? Brushing your teeth. Well, you should be brushing your teeth anyway. Yeah, exactly, but some people won't be. Right, okay. So brush your teeth. Um, so someone on here said eating healthy. That's, yeah, classic. That makes sense. Standard. Questioning what we hear in the news or from politicians. That's a good one. That's a very good one. And... Not just believe in everything. Throw back to the last the first 20 minutes of the episode where we talked about abortion laws in Alabama. Um, You voted those people in. You should have known they were idiots. Um, Exercise, sleep more regularly, and get involved with an environmental health project. Sleep more regularly is good. Yeah, I am only just realising how terrible my sleep patterns are. Awful. Really awful. Um, I need a podcast to fall asleep now. I need one. Yeah, it because it's because it's become your habit. It has. If you so like, I can't. I don't sleep as well if Jenna's out when I go to sleep, or if she's away yeah. and doesn't sleep in the bed. Yeah. Like although the dog's there, like it's not. It's not. It's not Our the co-host, same. shout out. <laughs> shout out, Otis. He's. It's just not the same. I know. I consciously know that Jenna's not there. Yeah. And so I. I don't sleep. Hard. I wake up in the morning not feeling like I've slept half as well. Yeah. So I, I imagine you're the same. Like you don't sleep unless you've fallen asleep to that podcast. Or yeah. A, so or I, a podcast. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I. It's kind of. I, I. I did a little bit of reading on other people's how the how other people get to sleep, and I think it would help me massively if I didn't have lots of screens running beforehand. Oh, yeah. Um, but I always tell Jenna this. I'm like, you shouldn't be sat scrolling through your phone this late at night. Like, even with night shift on, you should just let your mind mellow out. And yeah, just... yeah, um, yeah. The blue light from the screens is really not helpful for your, for your brain. Your brain want You're tricking your brain and telling it that that light is still out there and that you should be awake and active. If you can reduce... So the most advice says an hour before actually going to bed, you should not be looking at any well, screens. that's why we started watching Bob Ross. Like, we got in bed, we put Bob Ross on, and the TV was so far away, but just listening and watching Bob Ross, you just zone off and follow. Yeah, so the podcast does the same thing. It's kind of... Yeah, I'll put something... The thing is, right, I love listening to podcasts, like, even when I'm not using them to fall asleep. But what happens is, I put one on, listen to the first 20 minutes, fall asleep. The re- I have the setting on that says it should stop playing at the end of the episode. If it's a three-hour podcast... <laughs> At the end of the episode, it removes it from your library because you because you finished listening to it. But I've actually only heard the first twenty minutes, <laughs> so I have to go back and like track down all these old podcasts and be like, oh, I really wanted to listen to that one with I don't know Mike Tyson or whatever. Yeah. And then you have to go back and listen. Why don't you to get it. it to stop playing after half an hour? Oh, because then if it stops and I'm still awake, I'm in, I'm pissed off. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, I think for me, definitely, I need to sort out my sleep patterns because it's just not great. Um, exercise, exercise more definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna start doing that. Yeah, we need to speak to Anton. Anton. Now I know we've been teasing for like, what we're 21 episodes in. We've been teasing that we're gonna write about that we're gonna get Anton on the podcast. We have written something together about motivation, and we've not posted it because we've not found the right time to where our schedules match. He's up. a very motivated, well, um, busy individual. He's very busy. Um, so we need to coordinate that. But everyone listening, we will eventually get him on the podcast. Get him on the podcast. Anton. If there's anyone else that wants to come on the or you think should be on the podcast, just... Hills up. Email us at hello at com, and we'll get them on the podcast. Okay. 
I think that's it. So, your routine is important, so make it meanful, meaningful. Like listening to this on a Monday. That's it. Maybe get in touch with your local counsellor and ask about what they're doing about climate change and sleeping is almost as important as getting out there and doing shit. Doing shit. What? Oh, yeah. I found the llama or sheep. It's a lamb. It's a lamb. Yeah, my kids have... There's lots of toys in this living room. Lots of toys. And I've still got my Christmas tree up. You do it. Right, it's time for us to get back to the real world, but we'll see you next time on Manifest Simplicity. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star review in your podcast app. That way, stop it. People get to hear the show. If you want to read more things we've written, check out the blog at manifestsimplicity.com. And if you want to keep up with us on social media, you can do so by searching Manifest Simplicity on like all the sites and stuff. And remember, when your life is simple, you allow space for your brain to work, for your heart to explore, and for your mind to be creative. Simple isn't always easy, but it's always more fulfilling. Bah. Bah.